Tom, what irks you about our culture? Everything. I'm in a constant state of irk. Home to stand your ground. Hi, I'm Becca Clegg, and this is the Inner Alchemy Podcast. Join me in conversations with some of my favorite healers and helpers as we explore all the ways we can restore balance within ourselves. The world heals one person at a time, and the healing starts now. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Inner Alchemy Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Clegg. Before we get started, I want to share something with you that I'm really excited about. I've teamed up with my dear friend and colleague, Robin Goldberg, and we are offering a program online for anybody who loves somebody who is in eating disorder recovery. The program is called Your Recovery Resource, Navigating Your Loved One's Eating Disorder. And it is available online and will help guide anyone through the harrowing process of learning about eating disorder recovery and learning how they can both take care of themselves and navigate eating disorder recovery. This is something that most people don't know, even know where to start or begin with. So if this is something that you or a loved one or anyone you know may benefit from, again, it is your recovery resource, navigating your loved one's eating disorder. And you can find that at my website, RebeccaClegg.com. Welcome back or welcome if this is the first time you've listened to this podcast. Today's episode is going to be slightly different from my normal format of interviewing guests in that I am going to be speaking just about a topic that is something uh, near and dear to my heart and important, dare I say for all of us. Um, the title of this podcast is It's Not You, It's Our Culture. And why I created that title and why I'm talking about this topic is because it's become really, really clear to me that so much of what I see people struggling with, uh, whether that be in terms of mental, emotional, or physical health, has a common denominator. And that is that the problems that present themselves are all influenced in some way by the culture we live in. And I want to just give some space in today's podcast to discuss some of my thoughts about this. And I welcome your thoughts as well. So as you're listening to this podcast, just know that I have active discussions on social media and also on my blog, um, as you read blog posts. And you're always welcome to email me as well if you have thoughts, because this is a dialogue that I believe is really important for all of us. So what do I mean when I say it's our culture? Well, let me start with what I tend to see a lot as my, in my work as a therapist. Um, I've done psychotherapy for years. I most recently have started working in somatic therapy, uh, which is a form of therapy that utilizes the body to help us as opposed to just doing talk therapy. And in, in all of these areas that I've worked in, people come in with, you know, 
what I would call problems that are usually around depression or anxiety or some sort of what psychology might call, you know, a disorder, um, whether that be an eating disorder, whether that be um, some sort of, um, you know, compulsive, obsessive disorder. But these issues that we humans are walking around calling diagnoses or we're calling them illnesses, oftentimes what you see is they are sprung out of a dysregulation of our nervous system. And they are, in essence, human reactions to living in a world that is not conducive to our own safety. It's not conducive to our own well-being, and it's not conducive to um, creating a world in which we humans feel safe, confident, supported, um, all of the things we need to feel, notice my emphasis on the word feel, in order to have a regulated nervous system. So let's go back to nervous system 101. Our nervous systems are, in essence, our subconscious, our bodily way of surviving in the world. It's a beautiful, intricate system that is designed to help us react to our external environment on an unconscious level. So the nervous system is constantly um, aware of what's going on outside of us without us having to think about it. And it's looking for signs that are either threatening or signs that are about safety. So there is this belief within um, trauma treatment that, you know, the presence of safety and the absence of a threat are not the same thing. And it's looking to find am I safe? What is a sign that I'm safe? And it's also looking to find, is there a threat? Is there something in my environment that I need to either flee from, fight, or freeze in order to tolerate or in order to, in essence, like play dead until the threat goes away? And, you know, I say flee, fight, and freeze. Those are three of the reactions of the nervous system most people are most familiar with, fight or flight. Um, that what I tend to see happening in folks that come into my office seeking some sort of relief through therapy, they're experiencing fight, flight, or freeze. And so when I say it's not you, it's the nervous system, what I'm really honing in on is most people come in feeling as though they themselves their human self is broken in some way, that there's something wrong with them because they have this depression, they have this anxiety, they're experiencing these obsessive compulsions, they're you know struggling with this eating disorder. Whatever it is that's bringing them into the office, there's an amount of shame around it, as though they aren't supposed to be experiencing this thing um, and it's our job together to fix it. Now, of course, I want to help anyone who comes to see me feel the way they want to feel, whether that be better or good, typically it is. Um, but this idea that the individual or the human needs to be fixed because they're having a reaction to an environment that is not stable is erroneous in and of itself. 
And it's taken me a long time to understand that. And I, I am the first to say much of my career, I have been guilty of sort of looking at it through that more medical Western lens of there's a symptom, fix it, make it go away. Um, what I have come to learn, and, and I am still learning, and I will always be a learner on a path, is that Yes, there is a symptom. However, before we try to eradicate that symptom and make it go away, we really would be behooved to ask the symptom, what are you there for? What what are you a symptom of? Why do you exist in the first place? Because if we don't, and we don't then try to eliminate or eradicate or change, maybe I shouldn't use such harsh language, but change or heal whatever is beneath the symptom then the symptom will reappear, or if not that, then some other form of symptomology, which, you know, oftentimes there's this saying that just treating a symptom creates a whack-a-mole situation. Um, meaning if you've ever been to a fair and you've played that game where, you know, the, the mole pops up and you have to hit it with your pal- uh, mallet rather, and then like the mole pops up out of a different, you know, opening and you have to try to hit it. Papamole is this idea that, you know, we no sooner treat a symptom than another symptom is born as another way of manifesting the same, the same issue. So, you know, this idea that it's our culture, not us, it is appropriate to context when there is oppression, when there is lack, um, when there is a lack of safety, whether that be a lack of resources, um, a lack of stability, it is appropriate to context to have a reaction. And that reaction oftentimes is going to look like anxiety, or maybe it looks like depression because we don't have the capacity to, we don't have the agency in our world, in this culture, to fully um, experience our feelings and then be resourced to do something in order to, to help ourselves. And so these emotions that we're having aren't you know, diagnostic um, problems for us to fix. And as much as they're communication from a part of ourselves that is trying to really trying to communicate something is wrong and, and I, the system cannot be okay as long as this, this problem exists. And Here's the thing. Can we go out into a larger scale and change the culture overnight? Clearly we cannot. So I don't want to send the message that you can't be okay as long as the culture is not, and the culture is clearly not okay right now. But I can tell you that if you're listening to yourself and you're starting to say like, why am I anxious? What is it about my life what is it about the world? What is it about the pace I keep? What is it about the rules that I follow? What is it about what I believe to be true about being a human or being myself in this world that does not feel safe to me? What is it about this cultural belief, whatever that is, that actually feels threatening to me? I'll give you an example. I know in my own life, one of the things that I've internalized from our culture is this idea that I had to be striving to be more, to be better, to, um, you know, no sooner do I get, you know, an A on a paper that I'm, you know, worrying about what my next paper is going to be, or no sooner do I graduate from one level of school that I'm worried about going on to the next, you know, um, 
this constant thriving and, and more and more kind of consumerism, just bigger, better, more, more kind of message that definitely it, that leaked into my, my psyche without a doubt. Um, and what I notice, and I spoke about this in the first episode of this season is in my pursuit of what I thought was just my life path, where I really, I really did. I mean, you know, when I kind of entered my own adult life somewhere, maybe, you know, high school to college age, it never dawned on me that I had a choice not to just go to high school, go to college, get married, have kids, also have a career, um, seek, you know, to better myself, have a house, then maybe move into a bigger house. You know, it was this real forward trajectory of this is just what people do. Um, and it never dawned on me that like, you know, you could do none of those things and you could go, you know, <laughs> figure out how to work your way across Europe or, you know, all the myriad of ways one could live their life. Um, none of that was even on my radar. Um, and so, you know, this realization that I had that the constant threat sort of seeking and, and, upward mobility really was taking a toll on my own, my body, my nervous system. It, it really was easy for me to internalize that as, as a moment of failure, as I can't keep up with what I'm supposed to keep up with. And had I not had the insight of maybe these cultural messages that I've been receiving my whole life, maybe they are the problem and not me. And some of these things that I was feeling, such as anxiety, feeling lost, feeling so fatigued, um, so unmotivated, to be honest with you. I don't know if anybody's ever been in a burnout-ish state. It feels very akin to perhaps depression. It's very, very um, shut down. And I could have easily, and I did, interpret all of those things as indicators that I was in some way the problem. I I was on the precipice of internalizing that. And it was really easy to do. And I had to really fight and really work on my mindset around, because I knew better, that this is not me, that all of these messages that I've been shoving, just, you know, forcing myself to live by, are not in keeping with my soul. They're not in keeping with my body. They're not in keeping with my spirit. And I am going to make a very blanketed statement. I do not think that much of our cultural messaging is conducive to the human body and spirit. Um, I think it's really toxic to, to many of us. Um, I'll let you decide for yourself, but that's my belief. Um, I, I, I really could have just medicated it away, numbed it away. Um, I could have done a myriad of things with it, ignored it. Um, and, and, you know, I tried to do, to do a lot of that. Luckily for me, spirit was just louder this time. Um, but I think the point to all of this is I really want people as they're taking a closer look at their own life's journey and areas where they have gotten tripped up and maybe seen themselves as being sort of at a low point. That's what people will say. I had a breakdown or I had a low point or I had a crisis. Um, 
And asking yourself, could that crisis or that breakdown or that low point be a breakthrough? Could the bottom really be the place where you're able to really meet yourself for the first time? Um, Oftentimes, I think that is what's happening. And we just don't have the cultural narrative or the context to see it that way. And so, you know, is there a wisdom or a message that's coming out about what you need, what really would serve your soul, as opposed to our culture is so built around one half of a whole story. We are very, um, we emphasize the masculine yang and, uh, sort of doing energy at the expense of the feminine yin being energy. Um, and as a result, we're giving sort of allowance for half of a whole story. And what we don't talk about are the needs of rest, the needs of repair, the needs of reception, um, all of these sort of yin feminine being virtues. Um, and as a result, the culture itself and the messaging that you receive is rather toxic because it's not that there's anything wrong with the message of make it happen, do it, um, go for your dreams, whatever this manifest destiny message is that we sort of receive through our culture. It's just that without the balance of, and in order to do that, rest, be silent, receive, listen, um, we're we're kind of only giving credence to or allowing for the part of the phase that requires so much output of our energy. And so here we are, all of us, clamoring for more and more and more, better, 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 faster, 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 without really wondering and stopping and, and realizing like why? Where where am I going? What direction? Go faster for what? To what end? Like more of what? You know, what really matters? Um and it is my not so clearly humble opinion that I, I think that's partially what's what's going on in our world and why we're in we are in crisis in so many ways a crisis of soul a crisis of economy a crisis of um, environmental crisis you know you name it I think there's a crisis point burgeoning so this for you uh, boils down to a reframe I'm going to invite you to think about. In your life, where are you blaming yourself? Where are you feeling shame around perhaps an inability or an incapacity or or an incapacitation, I should say? Um, But where do you maybe see something as being problematic? And I'm going to invite you to simply ask, if this wasn't me and it wasn't a problem I had, but it was a reaction to something external that was not healthy, if it was a reaction to an environmental problem, whether that be the system of your family, of your school, of your church, of, you know, there's all these larger systems. But if if the system was problematic and the beliefs of that system and your reaction was simply appropriate to context, how might that feel different? It's simply a way for you to begin to ask yourself, um, where did I learn to do this? Where did I learn to feel this way? And how has that influenced my reaction? Because I do believe, and that's the message in most of this season's episodes, that within the wound is also 
you know, the solution, the message, uh, the problem holds the answer, so to speak. And if we can really begin to look at that underlying problem, not just look at the chicken pock, but look at the virus, like what brings the chicken pock up to the surface, um, we will really be able to implement more sustainable and lasting change that will benefit all of us. So no, it's not you. Perhaps it's your culture. And my encouragement and my invitation to you is to simply ask yourself how that might be the case if you find yourself judging or thinking in any way, shape, or form that you might be broken or need to be fixed. Join us for our next episode as we continue to explore all the ways in which the wound actually leads to the healing. Thank you for being with us today for this episode of the Inner Alchemy Podcast. You can always find out more about me and these episodes at my website, www.rebeccaclegg.com. Thanks, and we'll see you soon.